Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 163, More Interviews with the NWTF Board Nominees. And I am your host and the guy who's been busy packing his bag for a little hunting trip in Virginia. So I'll be leaving soon to go to Virginia on the guys trip. And I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that this is a trip that normally my buddy John who lives in Virginia comes to Alabama and hunts with us every year. But this year he's invited us to Virginia to hunt with him. So I'm excited about that. Always good hanging out with John and the other guys that are going on this group. But I am not excited about a 12-hour long car ride. Nothing about that sounds exciting to me. But what is exciting to me is that we have broken through. Yes, indeed, we have broken through the three-digit figure, and we are now at the two-digit figure. We are 99 days, 11 hours, 47 minutes, and one second away from Opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. And we're really just now geared up for our first true blast of cold air. It got cold around the 1st of November, but it's going to be fairly chilly in Alabama coming up over the next several days. And all I can think about is 99 days, 11 hours, 47 minutes, and one second from now. And, of of course, we're a little bit closer than that at this point, and that makes me smile even more. Now, if you listened to the show a couple of weeks ago, you know that I had interviews with two of the nominees for the NWTF board on that episode. That was episode number 161, and I'm trying to bring interviews from all of these guys to you guys. So this week I have interviews with two more of the NWTF board nominees. I'm bringing these interviews to you in the order that I did the interviews. So first up is Mike McKernan from South Dakota to tell us a little bit about himself and why we should vote for him. Listen closely and I'll see you guys on the other side. Hey everybody, I am glad to tell you that I have on the line with me today Mike McKernan from the awesome state of South Dakota. And Mike is one of the gentlemen running for the NWTF National Board of Directors. And so 
I wanted to get Mike on, let him tell us a little bit about himself so that we can get to know him and determine who these people are that are running for the board to run the organization that we love so much. So, Mike, how are you today and where are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Trying to stay warm, getting ready for some snowfall, I guess. I'm in northeast South Dakota, and they've got us in a blizzard warning for this afternoon and tonight. So, yeah, you guys are waiting to see what that weather is going to do for us. Yeah, you guys are, I guess, really kind of on the front end for what the rest of the country is going to be getting a taste of over the next couple of days. So, I'm pretty sure it's going to be colder where you are in South Dakota than where I am in central Alabama. So I, I think oh, quite I a bit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, we've had a, been having a pretty decent fall temperature wise. And now we're going to get back down. To, I think the rest of the week, we're only supposed to get, see our highs up into the mid 20s or so. Wow. Yeah. So that's pretty chilly, but that's winter in south dakota that's right it's december in south dakota i'm surprised we haven't had more snow already snow anytime after the first of november yeah and we've we've had one little snowfall for a a couple inches and then that's all been gone but we've had a wet fall and the farmers have had a tough time getting crops out but it Mm. turned around i think everybody is done now and they're just about done with all their field work so Oh, that's good. They're they're all starting to feel much better now. <laughs> I bet they are. I bet there was a little bit of a panic before that. So, oh, yeah. When they're out trying to combine or cut silage and that, and they have to drive through water or trying not to get stuck, and, you know, they're running against Mother Nature, and you don't know how long she's going to give you uh, the opportunity to get things done. So Very true. Well, good deal. Well, I know you've got some getting ready to do for the storm that's about to roll in. So let's get on with this. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're running for the NWTF Board of Directors? I'll give you a brief history here first. I've been in the National Wild Turkey Federation since about 1999. Got introduced by some people I'd met from a neighboring chapter and what actually went on my first turkey hunt, I think, in 2000. Mm-hmm. And that thing, it, I've never been bitten so hard by a bug in my life. <laughs> I didn't realize that uh, what I'd been missing out on. And boy, since then, turkey has just become a passion of mine. I love the people I'm working with or that are in the organization, just everything from national down to locals. I don't think you can find a better group of people, conservation-minded people. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I got in with them and uh, I got on the state board in 2004 in South Dakota. And then just my term, I've state president for six years and that term is ending for me the end of this year or the end, end of this month. And some people had talked to me about running for national board and I thought, well, that'd be great. I, I guess one of the main reasons is, you know, you look at the national board and there's a lot of representation from the eastern part of the country, mm-hmm. not a whole lot from the western part. And so I'd like to get on there and help bring some perspectives from 
what it is out here in the Midwest and the West. But yeah, I've, I was spent 22 years in law enforcement, retired out of that uh, seven years ago. And now I'm just running some cattle, running a ranch, I guess you'd say, and doing that and trying to work on conservation things. I'm on the state board for our South Dakota Grassland Coalition, help promote the conservation of grass and yeah. trying to get people to plant back to grass, you know, helping not just for habitat for wildlife, but to help improve quality of life for everybody. Right. Improve water quality and everything. And and I'm also on the state board for our turn-in poachers program, helping guide that, run it, where we can try and keep our law-breaking outdoors people in line, so to speak. You know, making sure that there's people out there trying to steal the resource from us that most of us like to enjoy and go about doing it the legal ways. We're trying to promote it, get people to turn in. If they see violations happening to let the, we have a hotline number to call and they can call in anonymous. And so we uh helping to guide that and run that. And so we've been kind of working on that, but I've always been, like I said, the turkey hunting and just being in the outdoors. That's why I like ranching because I'm outside a lot, get to see it, be on the ground and watch things. And, you know, in our area, we've been having some, seeing some decline in the numbers of turkeys the last few years. And we were fortunate enough to get a study started here last January in my part of the state. Got a grad student uh, working out of West Virginia University and is up here. Well, they've uh, put transmitters on about 80 hens, and she's going to be working with them for a couple of years, trying to see if we can figure out why our numbers are down and uh, help out, help her out with that a lot, information and just keeping tabs on things. And yeah, it's going to be interesting when we get that data. But yeah, definitely. So I guess that's kind of a little bit of the history, I guess you'd say, on me. And where's that? I hope I didn't forget anything. Yeah, no, that's fine. I think that gives us a good idea about you and why you're running as well. So that's very good. So, you know, we get three votes for the six candidates who are running or nominees who are running. So can you share with us why you think you deserve one of our three votes? Well, I'd like to have the chance to serve on the national board. As I said, I've been in law enforcement, so I've been facts, and I've got good level of common sense. And, you know, some people don't like to ask the hard questions, but I'm not afraid to ask the hard questions. I mean, just because we go, I'm not necessarily a person that goes with the flow. Mm -hmm. If I don't agree with it, you know, I'm going to ask for reasons why we should go that way instead of a different way because you know we just can't i like to deal more on fact and science i guess than on emotions which in some not saying that's the case on this board or anything like that but that's just who i am and the way i am so i uh would like to get on the board learn a little bit more about our national organization but also help to guide it and keep us going in the right direction 
and help keep us at the National Wild Turkey Federation up in the top one or two or three conservation organizations in the U.S. You know, where we've been, we've got a lot of good feelings and respect on uh, capital, I guess, down there. So I'd like to keep that going. And if we can improve things and help make our organization stronger, I know we are already the front runner in a lot of things that in the conservation field, but if we can help keep improving and I want to help us to do that so we can try to increase our conservation efforts and help us manage our wildlife to the best that we can. And because I don't want to, I like to keep the opportunity out there for everybody that can get, can get out. You know, I remember Hearing things from years back, like in our country, we had a lot of, or pheasants were the big thing, and people, in the deer, and the turkeys even now. People can say, well, I remember, you know, if we saw one of those things, that was quite a, un, quite an event, really. Mm-hmm. Well, now we've gotten up there, and it's more commonplace to see all of those, but all of our wildlife is in need of some help here. In my local area, we've got some declining numbers in our deer and our turkeys, and we're trying to work through this, see if we can figure it out, and maybe help turn them around, or maybe we've reached our carrying capacities, and that's where all we can get. But we have to look at them and get some facts and science on there to help us decide that and see where we're at. But I really hope you vote for me to bring some ideas and things from the Midwest on the national board and maybe I can help the board. I sure hope I can. Yeah. So uh, I'd really enjoy uh, being on the board, I think, work with the people and help guide our organization. Fantastic. So I appreciate you sharing all of that with us and giving us the opportunity to get to know you a little bit better. You know, we get these, cards in the magazine and we get these little blips on the website about who the nominees are but we don't ever get to hear from the people who are running and so you know it's just a shot in the dark i think that most most people typically will vote for someone who's either if not from their state but from their region and then just you know aside from that pick one or two other names and i think this gives all of us a little bit better idea in doing these interviews with all of the nominees. It gives us a little bit better idea of who's running. So thank you very much for taking time to do that. Okay. I hope that that was helpful for you guys and that you got to know Mike a little bit better than what little bit we got to know about him in the most recent NWTF magazine. Now the next interview that I have for you is Phil Savage from Alabama. So here's Phil to tell us a little bit about himself and why we should vote for him. Listen in, and I'll see you guys on the other side. Hey guys, I am glad to tell you that I have on the line with me today Mr. Phil Savage, who is running for the NWTF National Board of Directors. And Phil just so happens to be an Alabama boy, so... Well, from the state of Alabama, he may not be like a University of Alabama boy, and I don't (laughs) think he is, but we're not going to talk about that, because if he's not, then I don't want to hear about it. 
So we're going to talk turkeys today. Phil, how are you today and where are you? Andy, I'm doing well. I'm in Moulton, Alabama, up in northwest Alabama in Lawrence County. Fantastic. So you were telling me that you had some hay to get out this afternoon for the cows and we did we did we got you know we got rain coming in tomorrow and you know some cold weather for sure coming in late tomorrow and i think they're talking we're not going to see anything out of the 40s between that between tomorrow evening and the end of the week and Mm -hmm. i heard late this evening they're even talking a little bit of chance of some some of the white stuff maybe on saturday i don't think you know, very much, but we could see some flurry Saturday. I saw the S word myself, and I doubt that there's going to be any accumulation, at least this far south. But I will just about bet you that there's not much bread or milk left in the grocery store right now. Probably not. Probably not in <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> oh, goodness. It's, it is something else. I have never had a milk sandwich or bread cereal. So <laughs> I still can never figure that out. Me personally, I'm going Andy. to the liquor store. There you go. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're running for the NWTF Board of Directors. Well, Andy, first of all, I'm an avid turkey hunter. I'm somebody who lives to get up early in the spring and chase those long beards. And I've been turkey hunting, I guess, to me, what's a long time? I've been turkey hunting probably 40 years, and I guess the the biggest thing that I can think of that's changed over that time is, you know, I'm getting older, and I don't, I'm not able to chase them probably in the same manner as I did when I started hunting them back in my 20s. Mm-hmm. But I got into turkey hunting, like I say, many many years ago, and a and a good friend. And somebody that was a co-worker of mine at the time, his name was Mike Hosclaw, and Mike was a linebacker at Auburn, and he he grew up in DeKalb County, and Mike introduced me to turkey hunting. Just I actually went hunting with him for the first time just outside of Greensboro down in Hale County. Mm-hmm. And on my very first turkey hunt, Mike called in a bird that I killed, and, you know, that was it. I was hooked. You know, I've been turkey hunting, like I say, a long time. I've been blessed with a wonderful place to hunt turkeys for the past 33 springs. Uh, I actually hunt a lease just south of Lake Martin on the Tallapoosa River in Tallapoosa County. And we've always had good turkey hunting and plenty of birds. And besides that, you know, I spent nearly a 35-year career working with the USDA Farm Service Agency. So I've been retired coming up on five years. So, you know, one of the big things I point out is I, I certainly have the time now to devote to serving the Federation as a national board member. And mm-hmm. like you mentioned earlier, and I, I think I told you earlier today when we talked, we recently relocated from the Montgomery, Alabama area back up here to Lawrence County where my my wife's family's farm is. Her father was was a farmer all his life and was a very successful cattle farmer. So we've, we've moved back up, up here to the farm and enjoying the heck out of that. Good deal. Let me talk a little bit about my, my resume with the, with the Federation, Andy. Sure. 
first of all, I've been involved with a with a Turkey Federation as a volunteer for 20 years, and I was actually a founding member of the Elmore County chapter down near Montgomery. And then about three years ago, we started a new chapter near the Pike Road community in in Montgomery County that that's actually referred to as the Black Belt Sponsor Chapter. So, you know, I've been a I've been involved with 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 Elmore County for the past 20 years, and and I won't be involved with that chapter anymore. You know, now that I'm nearly 200 miles away, I'll actually affiliate right. with the uh, Sipsy Strutters chapter that's here in in Lawrence County. But uh, you know, I, I've got 20 years as a volunteer, and my wife and I are, are Diamond Life members with the Federation. And you know, I've been fortunate that I've been able to serve as a director on the Alabama State Chapter for the past 15 years. And during that 15 years, uh, I was elected to serve. I served two terms as state chapter vice president, and then I, I served two terms as state chapter president. I, my my time as state president ended about, well, our current president's been in about two years now. So fairly recently that I was the state chapter president for four years. One other thing I'm I'm kind of proud of, I was heavily involved in the Alabama chapter applying for and obtaining approval from the state of Alabama for an, for an NWTF license plate over, I don't know, it's been it's over 10 years ago, 12, 13 years ago probably. And the uh, the income that's come in to the state chapter from those license plate sales here in Alabama has you know has generated thousands of dollars to fund projects in Alabama for you know habitat projects, shooting sports, and a lot of other things. So you know I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm proud that I had a had a major hand in that when 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 we went through that process many years ago, and. Going back over about the last 15 years, I've been able to, I've attended all but one leadership training conference that's been held at the NWTF in Edgefield, South Carolina. So, you know, that's a little bit about my resume as an NWTF volunteer. You know, I'm, I'm proud of, you know, what I've been able to do in my 20 years as a volunteer. Definitely. Well, can you share with us why that you think that we should vote for you, you know, we get, and I'm telling you something you already know, we get three votes. There are six gentlemen running for those three spots and we can cast a vote for you. Why should we okay. that's make a good, one that's, of those votes for Phil Savage? Okay. That's a good question. And first of all, you know, I just went through kind of my resume as a volunteer mm-hmm. and I think my resume, you know, stands for itself as far as, what I've done as an NWTF volunteer, and like I said earlier, I have a I have a burning desire to step up and serve at that next level. You know, I've been a I've been a local chapter volunteer for 20 years, and I've had the opportunity to serve on the Alabama State Board of Directors for the last 15 years. And really, for me, you know, that there's there's one more step up the ladder. And I have a desire to serve at that level, and that level is sitting on that 18-member board of directors. So, you know, that's that's something that's strong to me. One thing that I feel like I have that's important is I have a deep understanding of the internal operations of the NWTF 
and that's primarily been gained, you know, as my 15 years as a state board member. So I understand how things go on and operate, and I, and I think that's important if you're going to sit on the board. And then finally, the last thing I'd say, Andy, there's a lot of other things I could do with my time and money, and I choose to serve what I consider to be one of the top conservation organizations in America. I hope that those two interviews helped you guys to get to know these two nominees better. So I really tried to finish up the interviews with the NWTF board nominees this week, and I came close, but I didn't quite get it finished up. I've made multiple attempts to contact one of the nominees, and I have yet to get a response from him. The other nominee is on a hunting trip right now. So I'm actually going to interview him very soon, and I'll have that interview for you guys on next week's show. And I think I told you last week that we would wrap up the interviews with the nominees this week, but we're going to go one more week with it. I'm trying to be fair to these guys because I have been contacting them with very short notice, and they have things planned. Life goes on despite a deadline that I may put on something. So I want to be fair and try to get all of these guys on so that we can get to know them all before we cast our votes. So I know that I'll have at least one of these interviews for next week's show, if not two, which would be all six of the nominees. And that'll wrap up this topic so we can do our voting and move on. Okay, up next, I have the lost portion of each of the interviews with Mike and Phil, where they are going to share the story of their last successful turkey hunts and the one or two things that made those hunts a success. So, first up is Mike. So, I want to talk something a little bit more fun, maybe. Not that that hasn't been fun, (laughs) but I'm sure... If you had the choice of going turkey hunting right now or talking to me on the phone right now, you would be in the woods. <laughs> so That'd be correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so can you share the story with us of your last successful turkey hunt and one or two things that happened on that hunt or that you did on that hunt that really you feel like made that hunt a successful one? Well, the last successful hunt, I was on a turkey federation hunt in texas last spring Mm -hmm. and that brought together different people from around the nation and i got teamed up with a gal from california and i think she said this was her first turkey hunt and she had already killed a turkey on the first day and we're on the second day now and i hadn't had it hadn't filled my tag yet but we're Mm -hmm. sitting there talking and i did get my turkey but it was just being out there, meeting the new people, getting the turkey was just icing on the cake, I guess. You know, and especially when you get into those type of hunts, meeting people from other parts of the country and just the camaraderie you develop and getting right. to know them and them getting to know you and everything. So that was one. But I guess the other, you asked for one, but I'm going to give you two. I'll take The two. other one happened a couple a couple years ago. My girlfriend had never been turkey hunting. She's been a member of the organization for 10 years or so, and mm-hmm. but we she had never had the opportunity. So a couple of years ago, she got her license and we went out. We'd been out two or three times and seen a few turkeys. We just couldn't close the deal. And 
they weren't coming to the calls that day. So we were moving up at a draw and happened to see some turkeys coming. So we were trying to get to a spot where we could cut them off. Well, as we were headed up there, all of a sudden they got there before us and come popping up over the hill. And they're like, whoa. And uh, so she's there and pulls up her gun. And I just said, go ahead and shoot. There were two two-year-old Toms there. And mm-hmm. and she pulled up the gun, pulled the trigger, and boom, and had her first turkey down. And just seeing the expression on her face and just being there and the culmination of everything right then and there. And, and for me, I'm to the point now where I'm more happier taking somebody else hunting and seeing them be successful. I could care less if I fill my tag anymore. Right. I just want to help people share that experience and be able to enjoy it with them, seeing them first time hunters when they kill their first animal, whether it's a bird, a deer, whatever, you know, it's just, that's just as satisfying for me as if I'd uh, pulled the trigger myself. But Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of fun. It's, and in fact, in situations like that, when people say, well, you know, hunting buddies or whoever will ask me, well, how many turkeys have you killed so far this year? And I'll, I'll count those birds, even though I didn't put a tag on them because I was part of that hunt, you know, and that to me is, is just what you said. I, I get more enjoyment out of helping someone get their, get a bird, even if it's not their first bird, but their first bird is, is really special. So, you know, that's, being part of that hunt and sharing those memories with with someone and especially someone that's close to you like that is there's nothing better yeah you know and i've read articles in the magazines and that and i guess i really have to tip my hat to the national wild turkey federation their outreach programs the jakes the wheeling sportsmen the women in the outdoors mm-hmm. you know going to those type of events we have a state wheeling hunt it's a pheasant hunt and I tell the guys every time I'm there, I said, you know, on this particular day, there isn't any, any better place I could be than here with you guys today. And being there and watching these uh, handicapped people getting out to enjoy the outdoors and being successful, you know, I couldn't have more fun if I was shooting myself. In yeah. fact, I'd probably have less fun. You know, it's just being there, helping them people to be able to enjoy it and if they're successful in getting the bird and seeing the joy on their faces when it does happen. So I understand where all these guys coming from that write the articles for the magazine too, you know, for the deer hunts and everything else. And it's just, it is just great. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well, Mike, thank you very much. I really do appreciate you taking time out of your day and coming on and sharing some information about yourself with us so that we can get to know you a little bit better and i wish you a lot of luck with the election and maybe i'll bump into you in nashville in a couple of months and get the opportunity to shake your hand there well i'm definitely going to be there so good yeah hopefully we get to run into each other and visit in person a bit that would be great i'd love to hear some more stories (laughs) okay all right mike good luck with the storm and we'll talk to you hopefully in Nashville some sometime. All right. Thanks a lot, Andy, for the opportunity. Yes, sir. Goodbye. Bye. And here is Phil to tell us about his last successful turkey hunt. Good deal. Well, all this talk about turkeys has got me wanting to hear a turkey hunting story. Okay. So can you share 
with us the story of your last successful turkey hunt and one or two things that happened or that you did on that hunt that you feel okay. like made that hunt successful for well, you? Well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of fortunate. My last turkey hunt in the spring of this year was a, was a successful hunt. And, you know, I'll just tell you a little bit about it real quick. It, it was actually in Kansas. I was hunting with a good friend of mine, Charlie Duckett, from, from Mentor which is down in South Dallas County. And mm-hmm. Charlie and I were hunting with Hickory Creek Outfitters out in Howard, Kansas. I don't know if you've ever been to Howard, but if you blink your eye, you, you'll, you'll miss it. But uh, yeah. we had been hunting out there, and we, we were out there on a three-day hunt, and, and the weather had been awful. And uh, we, we, we really got bad weather, and, and, and it affected the hunting. But on our last day... Or last morning, we went to this this farm, and of course, our guide lets us out at a gate. And we don't know anything. Thank goodness for on X maps because you know I can kind of look mm-hmm. at when, as it starts getting light. I can look at the map of the place, and we can figure out a few things. But we we got out that morning, and it was it, it had been raining some, and it was real cool and kind of windy, and the birds just you know didn't do much gobbling that morning, but. We messed around and hunted way on up in the morning and never, never had, had, had gotten on a turkey. And anyway, it was getting, it was late morning. It was probably 11 o'clock or so. And we had circled back around and we really don't know where we are, but we're coming across, we finally come out on this big, it ended up being a big pasture. And looking at it on my phone, I, I thought possibly it was, it was some cropland, but it was big big piece of pasture and we had worked our way across it about halfway and i told charlie i said charlie this is about as turkey a looking place as we've been all morning i said it just looks like we'll be able to kill a turkey here so we decided to sit down there and, and we'd been sitting about 20 minutes i don't know maybe 30 minutes but anyway i cut on my on a box call and i heard a turkey gobble you know a pretty good piece off and and charlie bless his heart he he's a little bad of hearing sometimes charlie never did hear the turkey gobble but i asked charlie i said did, did you hear that turkey and he he said i didn't hear one so anyway we continued to, to just stay put and it the turkeys i'm guessing it took 30 minutes for those turkeys to finally work to a point where i could just see them with my binoculars but anyway I just kept, we just kept calling sparingly and, and, and eventually these turkeys headed our way and it ended up being, Andy, it ended up being three birds together, but they came yeah. a long way. You know, finally we were able to, you know, close the distance, the birds closed the distance and, and eventually they just seemed like they were on a string and they came in and uh, we, we were, we were able to double. We shot these turkeys at almost dead up high noon. So, you know, you don't normally hear, you know, most people have done come out of the woods at noon and headed for somewhere to get lunch. But, you know, it, it was a, right. it was a, it was a long morning and, and, and the weather was bad, but ended up being a fabulous hunt. We, we both killed good turkeys and we killed those birds, like I say, up about high noon. And we, we were able, we were probably a mile and a half from the truck. So we had a long walk with our gear and, and two heavy turkeys, but ended up being a, ended up being a good hunt 
That's the best kind of wall. I'm telling you. Yeah, for yep. sure. Yep. What do you think it was about that that hunt that kind of turned it around for you? Wouldn't well, again, to me, when we eventually sit down, I just told Charlie that look, this place here look, it just looks like a place we ought to, you know, have an encounter with turkeys. And mm-hmm. you know, we sit there for I don't know twenty minutes maybe or so. I don't remember exactly how long. You know, it wasn't right after we sit down, but you know, eventually. Uh, I got a turkey to answer, you know, cutting on a box. And, you know, I, I think the thing that, that made that hunt a success was, was being patient and staying put and not getting up and trying to close the distance on these turkeys or anything like that because, you know, you start trying to get up and move across, you know, an open area. A lot of times, you know, you know how well turkeys see right. compared to a human. So I think staying put and just, you know, being patient, was was the the key factors that that helped us turn that into a great successful hunt that day. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna just go out on a limb and say that there's probably quite a few hunts that those two tactics work very well on. I think we. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. You know, you. I don't. I don't. I can think of lots of hunts over the years that. You know, you when the morning was over, you don't kill a turkey, and you just think if I if I'd have sit still a little longer, he was coming, mm-hmm. and 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 I might have killed him. Or you got the days you think you know if I'd have, it, you know not been so aggressive, hadn't called so much, or if you know there's times maybe you need to call a little more and try to horse the turkey a little bit. So right. that's just part of turkey hunting. You know, if we kill one every time we went out, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be as much fun, would it? You're right about that. Yeah. And uh, I hate saying that because deep down inside, I'd I'd love to say, <laughs> yes, it's, it would be just as much fun, but no, it wouldn't. So good deal. Well, I enjoy going and, you know, killing a turkey ain't what it's all about. I enjoy shooting a turkey, but, you know, to get up in the morning and go and, 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 and hear the woods wake up and the birds and everything and, and to hear that, hear that turkey gobble from the roost. Just to go out and get on a bird and then to working, hey, heck, that's that's what it's all about. You're right. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Good deal. Well, Phil, I thank you very much for taking time to come on the show and tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're running for the spot and sharing that turkey hunting story with us. I enjoyed that. I always enjoy turkey hunting story. So, well, Andy, I hope to I hope to bump into you. I, uh, I assume you. You generally try to get to Nashville every year to the NWTF National Convention. So, if you're if you're planning to go in February, hopefully I'll have a chance to meet you. That would be great. I will plug your telephone number in my phone and <laughs> either shoot you a text message or give you a call when I get there Thursday well, I, evening. I'll and, be there. I I'll be there, and uh, it would be great to have a chance to meet you. Yeah, I'd love to love to meet you and share some more stories as well. There you go. Good deal. Thank you, Phil. Good luck in the election and look forward to seeing you in February. All right. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. I always strive to bring something that you can use to make you a better turkey hunter. Sometimes that something is a reminder or a tip, a tactic, or a strategy. Sometimes it is learning or relearning something about the sport that we pick up from other hunters' stories. And I hope that those stories provided that something for you today. Okay, so that is all that I've got for you guys today. 
but before I cut you loose, if you could do me one favor, if you would, please like and share this week's episode on Facebook and like and retweet this week's episode on Twitter as well. That'd be a big help for me this week. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.